time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. And it's so great to be with you today as we've got another fantastic show on the way. And uh, we're going to cover a couple of different topics on today's show with Glenn. By the way, if you want to learn a little bit more about working with Glenn and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, where Glenn is the founder and president, you can go to RoadmapFinancial.com for all the information you need. Glenn's a registered financial consultant, and that's why we turn to him each week here on the program for advice and guidance. And Glenn, we've got another edition of uh, common listener questions and common questions that folks tend to ask you in the office couple of different hypothetical scenarios for you on today's show. I'm looking forward to getting into these. You ready? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. So this first one is going to be about uh, a couple and thinking about leaving money to the kids. So let's say the husband wants to leave a lot of money to the kids, but the wife feels like, you know what? We've worked really hard to retire. Um, We've worked really hard to save all this money. Don't want to just scrimp and save the rest of our lives as a couple. Um, what do you think is kind of the a reasonable amount for a couple in that situation to leave as a legacy? How do you help resolve a situation when maybe there's like two differing opinions on what to leave to the next generation? Right. Well, Walter, you're going to be stunned by my answer. It, it depends. Depends. Okay. <laughs> That's right. It depends. You know, I mean, there, you know, it has to be a conversation you know, we, you know, we obviously want to work, uh, you know, work that out and kind of figure things out. But, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's not a specific dollar amount. It's more about, you know, well, you know, what resources are, you know, is the couple going to use for, you know, for income, you know, and, and uh, particularly, you know, when we look at the shorter term versus the longer term and how do we structure the overall plan, there's a lot of the pieces to the puzzle that we obviously have to discuss. But the interesting thing is, is as the more, the more we do planning and the more we understand, you know, what the objectives are. There are certain situations where, you know, and and certain ways that we can position money where you're able to have certain portions of money, you know, do multiple jobs. Right. And and what I mean by that is, is that, you know, is in certain cases, you know, you can you can put money into a, a particular type of an account or a type of a policy that might give you leverage in terms of maybe hedges against long term care. It may also give you the ability to create a cash flow or an income stream. And it may also have an enhanced death benefit. So where, you know, folks may have started with the premise that it's like, OK, this 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 money is set in this account and it just has the value that it has. Has, and it's like if we spend it, you know, then it's gone. And the more we take, the the more it depletes it. And of course, we hope for it to grow over time. But you know, but but if we're if we're drawing down, we may actually you know deplete that you know that money. Well, there may be other ways to position the dollars in such a way that you know it ha- it creates additional leverage. And maybe you 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 think in terms of okay, this may be the the last bucket of money that we touch. And if it ha- happens to be left over, it, it leaves a it leaves a really nice death benefit. If we need it, then it's still going to be there. But we we, you know, we're able to plan as, you know, as if we're 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 not going to need it until the, you know, until the very end, you know, and and it's kind of our our in our last hedge for what's out there. And so there there are ways of doing that kind of planning. It's just a matter of being able to understand all the different facets that can come into an overall plan 
and again, you know, looking at what the objectives are for the couple, right? I mean, and sometimes like, you know, in this case, you know, we have one is wanting one thing and one is wanting the other. And that, you know, and, and on the face of it, it seems like that they're in conflict and it might be unresolvable. But the reality is a lot of times we can resolve it by just, you know, having folks understand, you know, more of what their options are and understanding more details about, you know, what they how they can position their monies. I think that's uh, that's wise and something that I think a lot of people need to think about, just how important communication's always been during a relationship. But yeah, it's a serious subject when you start talking about what to do with your life savings and how to live your life, what level and style, and how that then translates to how much gets left to the to the kids. And people do have differing opinions on those things. So open and honest dialogue and... Um, you know, I think that's just extremely important. So uh, I would say that somebody who's in that world and asking these kinds of questions would be very savvy to do so. All right, uh, let's go to another uh, scenario. Uh, again, common questions that Glenn faces in the office. Some hypotheticals for you on today's show. Let's say that uh, I'm a little worried, Glenn. I'm anticipating a market crash to happen any day. So I've taken half of my IRA to cash. I'm sure you've had some folks that have come in with probably large amounts of cash at this point. Uh, So that means I have, uh, I'm just going to throw out a number to make maybe the uh, scenario a little more realistic. Let's say I've got about $350,000 that's not really making any money. It's just sitting in cash in that IRA. So I don't want to just leave it there for too long because it's not making anything. But how long should I wait to reinvest it? Well, again, Walter, guess what? (laughs) IT depends. It depends, right? (laughs) So, you know, what's, you know, how old is the person? Is it a married couple? You know, um, how close are they to retirement? You know, how do they have, you know, certain assets positioned? You know, do they have, do they have an income plan in place? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of different scenarios there, right? I mean, when you, as you're approaching retirement or maybe you're in retirement, you know, most people are, are, are you know, aware of the idea of having, you know, a, a diversified portfolio and having some money that is, that is less exposed to risk. You know, and you know, and some longer-term money that may have you know more market risk tied to it. Well, you know, there are certain situations where we may be able to take you know, if 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 someone has you know this the the concerns that there that there may be a significant market downturn in the short term. I mean, that's a real concern, right? I mean, there's no there's no guarantee that that's going to happen right away, but the likelihood is is that at some point, you know, there is going to be a market downturn that that it, that ha- that is significant that that lasts a long time. And so the question is, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, you know, a, a this or that where it's just like, okay, I either have it sitting in cash or I have the full risk of the market, right? There may be an in-between positioning of a certain number of dollars that, that's in a portfolio that, again, maybe maybe serves multiple purposes. Maybe it, you know, it, it goes to say, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to position it here. I have, you know, have the ability to, to, to do better than what the, than what the bank may be producing, you know, in terms of interest and, you know, and, but yet I don't have the, you know, I don't have the downside risk of the market. And, you know, perhaps, you know, I, I have some other benefits tied to it. Possibly, you know, it, you know, there, there might be a case where somebody might want to, you know, to be able to create a reliable income stream. And then we might look to the insurance world. If that's not the case, you know, again, we, we may look to, you know, other vehicles that, you know, that, that gives us short term time for, you know, of, of, of being able to put money aside. It's in a safe bucket, earning more than what the bank, you know, may, may provide. But again, not necessarily having to go all or nothing in, in you know, into the, into the markets and, you know, and, and that kind of thing. 
You don't want to really be, you know, approach your, you know, your retirement planning and your investing, you know, like you're like you're going to Vegas, right? And so there, you know, when when you see that the, you know, the risk reward is is, you know, is not as is not as great, you know, and and when you know and and the indexes and you know and you see, you know, the things that are at, you know, at all time highs. You know, that, that creates concern, you know, and now that does again, it doesn't, you know, forecast necessarily that there's going to be an imminent crash. But at the same time, it's, you know, the, the facts are what they are and the economic cycles are what the economic cycles are. And at some point it's going to happen. So, you know, we don't want to diminish this concern at the same time. We don't necessarily want to say, oh, well, I'll just throw up my hands and I just I just go all in again. You know, there, there's probably a middle ground. And again, we just have to look at what are all the other objectives here. And, you know, we need a little bit more information so we can, you know, truly help this situation to, you know, to guide to uh, good advice to you know, how do you position these dollars so that, you know, you, you're, you're comfortable with your decision rather than I'm uncomfortable with it sitting here making nothing and I'm uncomfortable with it having this much risk. And that's an unresolvable issue if, you, if, you, if those are your only two choices. The reality is, as my experience tells me, that there's, that there's more than just those two choices. However, a lot of times folks are, are unaware of the choices that they may, you know, that they have or the, the options that may be available to them. And that's just a matter of, of, of a little bit of education and understanding of what's out there in the marketplace. Well, Glenn, you used a word there that I think dovetails nicely into our next hypothetical situation and something that does happen. Uh, and, and that word was comfort. You know, some people are uncomfortable with where their financial situation is, but uh, sometimes it's the opposite direction. Sometimes people are very comfortable with where they stand, with their knowledge of the financial landscape. And that's our next hypothetical. Let's say that I've got an MBA and I understand investments really well from kind of a lifetime being in you know, the finance realm. So I've kind of always handled my portfolio myself. I've been a bit of a do-it-yourselfer versus using professional help. And I just sort of always done that. So in your opinion, is there any reason to really work with an advisor for somebody in that situation? Right. Well, I mean, potentially, right? I mean, again, it depends. You know, I mean, every situation has, you know, certain variables that things hinge on, right? So it, it almost always is a depends answer. But, you know, the 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 reality is, is that, you know, you, when we're thinking about retirement planning, retirement income, legacy planning, those types of issues and those types of uh, strategies, they are related to investments and investment strategies, but they're not necessarily entirely you know, in investment strategies. In other words, you know, that, you know, you, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, well, I've, I've put this money away and I've saved and I've saved in these investment vehicles. And over time, you know, I've had ups and I've had downs, right. But overall I've done, I've done well with my investments. There's a lot of folks that are out there that are do it yourselfers like that. At the same time, when we're thinking about, you know, well, how do we plan to take income out of there? That's going to be, you know, reliable through time. That may cause a little bit of a of a different issue because you know it's you know the the you know I'm quite sure that folks that have done well with their with their investment portfolios that that are that are you know have been do it yourselfers when their account values drop significantly or when the when the markets were down significantly and if they were overexposed to that they had the, you know they had depressed uh, values there with within their investment portfolio they likely did not you know you know all of a sudden just to say okay i've got to i've got to start selling some things you know to you know have income right they they've had their income you know those questions have been resolved from you know, either their business or or their or their you know their occupation their job whatever the case may be 
they weren't in a place where they had to tap into that, you know, at those particular times. Well, once you retire and you're no longer, you know, you know, you're no longer having that that income coming in from wages or from business income, and you're now, you know, looking to your accounts to provide that. Well, you know, now we're in a different situation, right? I mean, you know, you can't necessarily say that, hey, the, you know, you can't control where the markets are going to be, and you can't, and your income is, your needs are going to be your income needs, and your desires for lifestyle are still going to be there. So there's a little bit of a, of a of a challenge in that scenario, but let's say that maybe they feel like that they can navigate that as well. You know, sometimes yes, sometimes no, but that would be one scenario. Another scenario that kind of comes to play is, is that maybe this individual has been very good at, you know, at, at you know, at understanding and managing their own portfolio and, and doing things all along the way. And maybe they feel comfortable and confident that they're going to be fine and able to be able to navigate an income plan. You know, but if they're married, you know, the question then becomes is like, well, what happens if something happens to this person? Right. And how what how is the surviving spouse going to what's the situation that they're going to be left with? Are they going to be in a scenario where they have this portfolio of investments and, you know, and, and monies in different accounts and they don't really know exactly what to do or how to deal with it? And they might not have the background and the skills and the and the, and the uh, experience as to what to do when certain situations happen. And so then there's going to be a need for you know, uh, or at least potentially there, there, you know, there's a significant need to, you know, for some advice and some help and, you know, guidance and that kind of thing. So, you know, that, that might be a scenario where, you know, you, maybe there's a, there's a little bit of a, of a process of, of getting to know a few advisors, getting an idea of what their philosophies might be like, how they, how they might, you know, align with what you, with what you're doing and, and, and your concerns and your thoughts. And, you know, and then, you know, you know, making a contingent plan or a plan B, you know, to make sure that your spouse is going to be taken care of in case something happens. Right. And, you know, you never know. I mean, life is, you know, you know, you, know, you never know. I mean, today might be your last day or you might live for many, many more years. Nobody knows that. But you don't want to leave your spouse in a situation where they're exposed to, you know, risks that they don't understand and, and they don't really have a, a way and a strategy or a plan to deal with, you know, what could happen to them. You with me, Walter? I'm with you. Yeah. And I think that's um, that's very wise. And how often when you have somebody that comes in with that kind of situation, Glenn, do they decide to work? with a financial professional versus continuing the do-it-yourself method. Right. Well, I mean, we have situations like that, right? I mean, where, you know, they say, well, you know, let's, you know, you know, uh, yep, it makes sense. Maybe maybe we should work together to some degree. And maybe they say, you know, hey, I want to hold on to this and I want to manage this part, but let's work together this way. Right. You know, and that might be, you know, with a with a portion of the portfolio, it might be with maybe some insurance needs that, that became, you know, that, that was like, OK, yeah, I don't have that covered. It just depends. But but there are situations where that comes up. I've, we've even had situations here in the office where it's just like, OK, we'd, we'd like to stay in conversation. We you know, we like the idea of what you're doing and how you do it. But I still want to kind of hold on to stuff. And so then in certain situations, those folks, they can end up becoming, you know, you know, tax clients. They get their taxes prepared and they and we stay in that conversation and we meet, you know, once or twice a year, you know, and they come in and they you know, they meet with the CPA. They get their taxes done and and we you know we stay in a conversation with them. And, you know, and that and that creates a scenario where they it's like, OK, I'm going to be in control, you know, there is the as the do it yourselfer, you know. But if something does happen or situations change, we, you know, we've, we've got we've got rapport with and we have a relationship with with somebody that we you know, that we that we understand where they're coming from. And, and we and we like that. I mean, those, those situations happen, too. 
So it's not really a, a this or that situation necessarily. Uh, you know, there's again finding that middle ground. You know, and, and other options. You know, gives you more opportunities and 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 more more flexibility. And I've always I've always been of the opinion that more flexibility and more choices is uh, is, is typically better than having fewer choices and you know and being boxed in. Well, it's all very helpful, Glenn, and I appreciate you walking us through not only kind of the the conversation that happens there, but also, you know, hopefully folks will be be able to identify with the fact that, hey, a lot of people go through this kind of thing. So if you are a do-it-yourselfer, but you're maybe getting a little antsy about how to handle things at that retirement stage, you're not alone. Other people start to have more questions and don't have the experience of investing over the course of maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 years to then be able to make that transition properly. So that's why so many people then turn to a professional at that moment, even if you've been a DIYer for so long. All right, last hypothetical for you, Glenn, for today's show. Uh, Let's say that I'm being offered an early retirement package from my company that includes a severance package and a pension buyout. Is it wise to consider those buyouts in that early retirement package when those opportunities arise? Well, there's no doubt, Walter. I mean, you know, you you always want to evaluate, right? And you want to go through an analysis and determine whether or not it, it makes sense for you or, or not. And, you know, and again, it's not a one size fits all. I mean, I've seen situations where, you know, folks have come in, you know, you, you know, sometimes they're clients, sometimes they're, they're, they're folks that, you know, have, you know, just gotten, you know, gotten to know me either online or they've been referred by, you know, by some of my clients, you know, and they come, you know, they either come in the office or we talk on the phone or, you know, on a Zoom call or something. And, you know, they say, hey, you know, my, my company is offering me this, you know, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, there's parts of this thing that I like, but there's parts that I'm not sure about, you know. And so we, you know, we, that's we we kind of dig into it. And we kind of look at it and say, okay, well, how old are you? You know, how close are you to being, you know, being retiring anyway? What about Social Security? How old is your spouse? Is you know, what resources do you all have together? You know, are you know, are they older or younger? Have they taken Social Security yet, or have you taken Social Security yet? You know, all of those things start to come into play. And then we start looking at, you know, well, you know, if they, if they think, hey, I'm, I was going to retire in the, in the next year or two or three anyway, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes those buyouts, you know, I've seen buyouts where they, you know, they uh, they end up paying somebody for, you know, for a year or two. Right. As just as if they were still, you know, on um, working on the job, but yet they're still getting regular paychecks. I've seen other situations where it's just a lump sum. You know, and and there's there's all different scenarios. There's not, again, it's never a, a one size fits all. And we've walked through a number of scenarios where folks have actually, you know, decided to you know to take those um, retirement packages and you know and and take the buyout. I've also had other situations where the folks said, you know, it's really tempting, but you know, after we've done this analysis, I really feel like I want to I want to keep working for another few more years. And I'll, you know, I'll just take my chances, and I, and I, and I'm just going to keep going. So it's not a real, you know, crystal clear answer to the question. But there isn't a crystal clear um, answer to the question until and unless you do some analysis. And you know, I, I kind of feel like if somebody, you know, immediately says without hearing any of the details, oh yeah, you should definitely take that, or no, you shouldn't take that. That's probably a red flag, right? I mean, there really needs to be some, you know, looking at, you know, it's like, well, if you take this, you know, what's the scenario? How are you going to plan for that? You know, do, you know, you know, there's always going to be, you know, pros and cons, and you say, okay, well, these are the benefits, and these are these are the things that are not so not so pleasant about that. You know, are you able to position things in such a way that you can over 
overcome you know, the, the difficulties that might be there. You know, and if the answer is yes, then you may then you may want to, you know, seriously consider, you know, taking the package. If there's just if there's just too much, you know, risk on the downside of saying, you know what? There are some positives, but there's, I just can't, we, we, you know, after doing the analysis, there's not really significantly, you know, good answers here that I feel comfortable with in, you know, and being able to say yes to this package. So, you know, in that, in that situation, they may, may keep working. Right. It's kind of in the, we're, we're in the gray area. If, if, if you, if you hear me, Walter, right. It, it, it always depends. Gray area and it depends. Yeah, those things are common and something that we've always got to remember because if we lose sight of that and think that there's only one way to do things, um, you know, we might get stuck on the wrong track and uh, not be able to make the right decisions. So got to kind of keep an open mind to some of these things. And I think that's an important reminder, Glenn. Thanks for walking us through all these different hypotheticals. Very helpful to see the different directions that things can be taken. And if you have any questions about maybe your situation, not a hypothetical, something that you're going through in real life and need some financial and retirement planning assistance, Glenn is there for you. Again, registered financial consultant, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro. You can reach out by going to roadmapfinancial.com. Click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page you can schedule a time to meet. Again, that's roadmapfinancial.com. Or if you like the old-fashioned way, pick up the phone, give a call, 336-291-3535. 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for walking us through these, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again on next week's show. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. Everybody have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 